0: Well, we're back again. But it's August. It's August. Somehow, and it's summer. Summer is almost over. It is. And we are on our fourth episode already. Absolutely. I'm Kyle Jennings, the manager for communications and student development, and I'm joined by my good friend Melissa Lowe. Hi, yeah, Melissa. Hi. We are excited to come to you again um, for Let's Talk Club Management. This month, we are going to be talking about back to school, or in our case, back to certification. And all of our guests this month have their own special spin on the CCM designation. Um, I'll let Melissa talk a little bit more about the CCM designation and why it's so important to our association.
1: You know, the certified club manager, the CCM designation, really is the hallmark, and it's the most respected in the hospitality industry. It's really valuable and widely respected, and it's really that mark of a manager's commitment to professional development and to the club industry. And it's a mark that's not only recognized domestically here in the U.S., the mark, the history, which is really interesting. We celebrated the 50th anniversary of the CCM back in 2015, so we did a lot of research, Um, but it actually originated in 1965. So, but it's not really just here in the US that we see this mark. It is actually recognized internationally, now having been earned by club management professionals in multiple countries worldwide, including Canada, Europe, South Africa, and China. So it's it really is a worldwide mark of professionalism and designation. And as I said, in 2015 we officially celebrated 50 years of the designation. And that's pretty awesome when you look at an association that has 92 years of history. Um, so back in 2015, we did a huge roll out of the anniversary. So I'd like to take a moment to listen to, to some video work that we did from back then. You're going to hear a lot of voices that sound familiar.
0: <laughs> you'll um, probably recognize one or recognize two.
1: You'll recognize a couple. Uh, Joe Perdue, David Dew, Tony DiRico, Kristen Lacau, Clint Wood, and Heisem Bacha, um, all sharing their thoughts as um individuals who significantly contribute to the CCM and what that designation means to them. So today we have approximately about 1,500 members, that's about 34% of our professional members, who hold the designation. Um, so we really wanted to put this together to kind of give you the insight track on what the designation means today.
0: At CMAA, we've always considered the CCM as the hallmark of professionalism in club management. They're a group of members who never quit learning, they never stop growing, they have a desire, they're passionate about this industry. Without any doubt,
2: attaining the CCM designation was by far the most significant professional accomplishment of my career.
1: Having the CCM will put me in a stronger position, and hopefully I will be able to speak to all of the training and experience I've gained over the years.
0: I think the CCM's been around for 50 years because it's such a mark of professionalism. It leads a manager to so many different avenues of education. Uh, I didn't go to hospitality school. I didn't go to business school. I learned the majority of what I do every day from achieving my CCM and going down that path. We have always maintain that the designation of CCO is the hallmark of professionalism.
1: I think it makes a difference and it really is a feather in the club's cap as they start to let out successful managers in the industry and people start to know where they come from nationwide.
2: It was my
0: goal to become a certified club manager for me. It was absolutely the launching of my career as a general manager for profit clubs. They've gone through a rigorous process of obtaining that designation. So boards, club members, and the hospitality industry as a whole, and the entire golf community respects the CCM designation uh, that managers hold. As a board, one of our long-term strategic goals is to broaden the reach and recognition of
3: the CCM designation to include club boardrooms. And
2: this is very important because While the demand for the CCM
3: remains very high among our association members, market demand for managers with the CCM credential will ultimately impact our sustainability more than any other factor. And market demand is going to come from the
2: boardroom, not the manager's office.
0: Right, and we are going to be joined by our good friend Brian Watkins, our in-house expert on certification.
1: call CMA headquarters and ask a question about certification, you're going to be connected to Brian Watkins. He's our manager of certification and education. So this is the guy you call or email if you need a guide to take you through the certification process.
2: Email.
1: Email. Email Brian. He prefers email. (laughs) (laughs) So Brian joined the education department at CMA in January of 2015, and his primary focus is to manage on the certified club manager, the Honor Society, and certification maintenance requirement. Um, he works closely with all of our members pursuing the CCM and is available to answer any questions you have. Before coming to CMA, Brian is a graduate <laughs> of the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, where he earned a BA in Interdisciplinary Studies and holds a Master of Education for Bowie State University. He enjoys spending time with his family. He's also a huge Washington Redskins fan, and as I am, mm-hmm. which we have to acknowledge because it is almost officially football season and is at the eve of the... First day of preseason games, so hashtag HTTR.
2: Hell to the Redskins. <laughs> and this is always the best part of the season for us. <laughs> Before the games start.
0: That's right. fair. I think that's true for all all teams. Yeah, so. absolutely. Go, go Pack Go. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> Had enough of that. <coughs> um, so, Ryan, let's talk about certification.
2: All right, let's talk.
1: So what is the best way to get started?
2: Well, I feel... Uh, best way to get started all of our members have to meet the eligibility requirements but for me the most important thing is registering for a BMI program and I say that because two reasons one the BMIs are in very high demand Um, it's it's because of our members schedule at their clubs and also because of our Limited number of BMI programs that we offer. It's at a premium that they're able to Try to register for those as soon as possible. We've gotten to the point with the with the schedule That some of the BMI programs close a year in advance And so that's that's another reason why it's extremely important for them to uh, try to register for those as soon as possible The other thing for that I like to tell members as well is that it's a great opportunity for professional development. I see the BMI programs as an opportunity for them to grow within their industry, within the profession, both educationally and socially, um, because we have a curriculum that I feel is, is, is pretty good, it's very good. But the other thing is you're with your peers, and so it's an opportunity to not only get the education from us, but Get education from your peers in terms of comparing experiences and um, some of the perils and some of the highlights of your day-to-day duties as a as a club manager.
0: Yeah, and um, the peer relationships you're talking about, when you start into the BMI programs, isn't it that you're often in, like sort of on the same track as those individuals Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of managers who've built really close friendships with the people that they go to BMIs with that 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 networking opportunity at the beginning becomes a really great opportunity for lifelong friendship and um, advising
2: throughout your career. Absolutely I've seen I've seen uh, classes where you have six seven eight people who have taken the four BMI courses together? I mean, yeah. they started at one and found out that it was their all of their first BMIs, and they decided to hey, let's register for right. all these BMIs together. And yeah, you develop relationships that you know are long lasting, and that's important when you when you're with uh, in a profession that is that can be challenging. And there are some obstacles that you deal with in terms of your own members at the clubs And so you want to be able to feel like you have people that you can trust and you can rely on You can compare um, Take notes, compare notes and all those good things And the BMI programs are a good way to, to start that process um, The other thing, I, the other, the other thing I, I think that members should do is really And I'm not sure how many members really pay attention to this is CMA University. Uh, yeah. Because we have so many complimentary credits. Uh, it's a member benefit. We have so many credits that are available. That are available. And I find that members, typically when they call me and they say, hey, I'm short however many credits, it's not until they are short that they, that they, they you even like think to go to that, CMA. Yeah, U. they take advantage yeah. of it. And, and, you know, with the, again, with the a busy schedule of a club manager, and you know, not being able to maybe get away for a week at a time. Why not say, let me sit down for an hour, let me sit down for an hour and a half. I could do it at home um, in my, on my off time or my downtime, and, and get one, two, three, four, five credits really quickly. So I really try to get people to try to direct them to CMA University, which is to me, it's underutilized. It's a tool that's. A member benefit to them, and they're just not, you know, they're not taking advantage of it as as we want them to.
0: Right. And we have, like, a pretty broad range of uh, topics that are available to them on CMA University as well.
2: Absolutely. Like, I mean, they cover they cover all the 10 competency areas. And then, you know, important that you said that because one of the... Um, one of the weaknesses that we find when people are taking the exam is the accounting portion. Mm -hmm. And then we have the accounting and financial management certificate that's available for them to, you know, start going through that process and building their confidence and building their knowledge in accounting. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's all 10 competency areas and it's just, and and it's also conference education. Mm -hmm. you You know, if you haven't been, if you didn't go to conference or if you did go to conference, there were some sessions that you missed You can take advantage of those. So it's a lot out there available to our members that they just need to make sure they look into. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me or anyone else in the education department.
0: Yeah, it's a great supplemental opportunity that's out there Mm -hmm. for sure. Absolutely. So what's the most frequently asked question that you get in your role?
2: Uh, There are two. I'll give you one and really one A. One A and one one B. Um, First is members aren't for whatever reason um, they are not aware that they can transfer their college credits into CMAA credits and it doesn't matter whether you complete a degree or not you can still get credits it's a a really simple process it's just a matter of contacting your school uh, the institution have them uh, send whether it's electronic or through snail mail an official transcript to my attention to our Address, and then once it's received, we'll convert those into other educational credits, which really is really helpful in building that 300 um, meeting that 300 total credit requirement. Because you get a, you get a lot of credits through the BMI courses, you get credits through CMA University, but there's a set of, uh, there's probably about I don't know maybe about 100 credits or so that you're missing that you could fill that void with. Uh, with your college, uh, college transcripts, and so.
0: is that for any college education, just hospitality education?
2: Any college education. Now, good, good point. With the hospitality programs, mm-hmm. that comes at a higher rate. So, with the regular programs, you know, something outside of hospitality, you're getting twenty credits per twenty credits per semester. Um, with the hospitality program, you're getting thirty five credits. Per semester, so you can max out, and we max out at four years. So you can max out somewhere at 150 credits. If you have a hospitality degree, you can get converted to CMAA credits, 150 credits. If it's non-hospitality, it's 90 credits. So I think that's a great opportunity. And yeah, for sure. Again, uh, our members don't take advantage of, and they don't they don't know that. And and I think we've tried to do as much as we can to get that word out there. Uh, through Outlook, um, through our uh, presentations at conference at BMIs, but it's still, <clears throat> it's still something that is under
0: the radar. I think it's something important to share with our student members as well. I mean, we're always talking about how we want to help transition student members of CMAA, one, into the club industry in general, but two, to continue on as professional members of the association. Um, And their hospitality degree is a huge leg up. Mm towards certification.
2: That's a big bump.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like You said 150 credits. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, as soon as you walk, as soon as you become uh, a a professional member, it's 150 credits. In
0: addition to any education credits that they earned as a student member.
2: Absolutely. So,
0: I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer.
2: The other thing is, the other question I get is, can you waive out of any BMI program? And in the past, I think that goes back to, I think it was pre-2015, there was a time when you could get um, waived out of BMI club management if you had a hospitality degree. Um, That no longer exists. Uh, So right now, the Professional Development Committee voted back in 2014 that they wanted to require all the BMI programs to be attended by our members in order to meet the eligibility requirements. So which is a, a question. Can you get waived out of the BMI programs? Absolutely not. <laughs> no no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, but, you know, and I think one of the things they, one of the reasons they did that because they feel it's very important for our managers to get that club management program. Although you have gone through a hospitality program, the topics covered in club management, aren't covered covered the same way that they would be in In the classroom. In the classroom. In an
0: undergraduate, for sure.
2: Especially an undergraduate.
0: That's something that we talk about a lot with the student programs in general, um, is that, yeah, as you said, your hospitality degree is very broad, Mm -hmm. um, and some schools Have one club management class that you take for a semester, and that's the only time you're going to touch on clubs the whole time you're in school for four years. Mm -hmm. And I think our BMI program is so granular and specific to the management of clubs that it really is important to build that foundation Mm -hmm. um, for our members as they move through that certification process, especially if they're someone who, as we've brought into the name of our association to the Club Management Association, maybe they're not on that AGM GM track mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. but they're you know maybe in accounting or finance or um, in the golf side of things, and they don't have any idea mm-hmm. as to the management side. So and I think it's important
2: to build that base for that's, sure. That's true, and and the the curriculum has been enhanced for that club management program, not just for that one, but for all of them. But it's been enhanced for that club management program to again allow for. Um, the social aspect of the education, to be with your peers, but also providing pretty extensive club tours. And you're not going to get club tours um, at at the clubs that we're going to with club management. You're not going to get those club tours at your college or uh, university level programs, uh, especially if they're not covering club management in those curriculums.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I think we have one more question for you, Brian. Okay. So we've talked about you know, getting started with certification. We've talked about a lot of the questions that you get. Um, in your role, what do you see as the biggest stumbling block or challenge for managers to achieve their certified club manager designation?
2: Uh, one, going back to how, what's the best way to get started, one is registering for the BMIs. Um, it's a challenge to, to one, Get those courses registered um, Because the availability is not there It's also a challenge because of the varied schedule And busy schedule of our managers So I think it's um, That's one of their biggest obstacles Is getting registered for the BMIs The other I feel is um, Preparing for the exam Preparing for the exam And I say that because um, We have gotten We have two ways that you can take the exam You can take it proctored, which means you do your own study and it's a self-study you have the book, you have your notes and all that good stuff from the BMI programs and, and taking it proctored at a testing center or college university, what have you is an opportunity for you to take your own time to study for the exam and sit for it um, I have found that not enough of members are taking the time they need to to prepare that way and They are choosing to go the other route Which is Going to our certification review course Which is held at uh, Georgia State University in Atlanta And that's a great resource I, I, can't, I can't deny it. it's a great resource And the pass rate has been pretty high um, You get uh, Four instructors there For a week long review course It's a lot of material But um, they try to cover as much they, as they can during that week that week and also you get to sit for the exam at the end of the week. Um, but either way, whether you self-study, take a proctor or whether you take the review course, the biggest obstacle or stumbling block is preparation. Yep. Um, what I tell our members who are taking a review course because they Kyle, they, they completely feel like, I'm gonna to go to the review course. I'm not gonna to touch contemporary club management. I'm not gonna to touch any of the BMI material until I get to Atlanta.
0: Yeah, that's not I mean that that's guided cramming at that point. It's cramming. Which if anyone remembers what it's like to be in college, that's not an effective way to study for 90% of the population.
2: No, you're talking about a, a tech, you're talking about a book that's what, two inches thick, I think, two inches thick. That's a lot of content, too. A lot of content. And then yeah. you, and then with the, um, not only do you have the book that you're preparing, but the study guide that they use at the review course is 140 slides or so. And, you know, that's Cliff Notes version of, of the content, but still, that's a lot of information that... The instructors during that week they don't they aren't able to cover all that no and it's on you to cover that as well so and i and i provide the study guide to them prior to getting to the review course i try to send it out at least three four months in advance so they can start preparing for it but inevitably you have some individuals who feel like you know i do this every day and I've been doing this for however many years. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. I got this. I'm going to go in and knock out this 400-item multiple-choice exam. And, you know, I, I want everyone to pass. I want everyone to pass. Uh, it, the goal for the, for the association is to um, make a, an exam that's challenging to our members, but it's also fair. And it doesn't help the association to have a pass rate of an exam that's like 20, 30, 40%. Right.
0: right, it also doesn't help to have a pass rate of 95%.
2: Absolutely. So it's going to be challenging, it's going to be fair, but you're going to have to put in the work. And I haven't seen, I have not seen one person who's been honest with me and said to me, Brian, I only pulled the book out about a week ago, and boom, I knocked it out. So I, I, te- I tell everyone, you know, you have to prepare for the exam. You get, don't cheat yourself. You've put all this time, money, and effort into it. Uh, why would you only prepare, you know, at the last minute? Right. So, and, and I've been preaching that. And I think, I, I think, I, I think I've been successful in, in preaching that because a lot of the, you know, our pass rate at the review course has even in, has increased um, in the almost four years I've been here, and it's not because I'm giving out the answers. It's because I'm trying to get people to <laughs> do it the right way. You know, it's. I mean, we we've, we've all been in school. This is nothing new. It's not high school, so you can't think you're going to walk in a class. No. You know, without studying and then pass. knock down in right. the pass. You know, <laughs> it's not. And it's even not. It's not even college where, like you had mentioned, you you know, you cram for an exam the night before. Yep. Um, because in college, you're only talking about one concept and one theory that we're going to cover for this short amount of time. Yeah. With the CCM exam, we're talking about 10 competency areas. You know, it's really a lifetime of information that we're providing to you. And don't cheat yourself. Don't think you're, you're going to cheat the exam. Um, so I say preparing for the exam is a, is a is a stumbling block, and we're trying to make that as as less a stumbling block as possible, if they, if they listen, if they are, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> so prepare, prepare. And be smart, be smart, and, and ask questions. Uh, I know we're we're, we're going to be short on time, maybe, but I, I think it's really important that our members ask questions. It's just like anything else where your mom and your dad told you don't make any assumptions and. Don't listen to what your friends say. Don't believe everything your friends say. Don't believe everything your peers say. you know, because they you know there's a lot of rumor and hearsay and you know a lot of misinformation about the exam, about the program, the requirements, all that good stuff. I still get calls um, and emails. About the the waiver, about waving out of the BMI, and clearly somebody told them, "Hey, you know, you you, can do this. You can do this." Which no, you can't. (laughs) You can't. There was a time when you could, and maybe they're talking to one of our more seasoned uh, CCMs. But there was a time when you could do that, but no longer. So you know, you got to stay stay with the, um, you know, keep up with the policy changes and things that we have going on in the program. And um, feel free to email anytime. I, I I I want everyone to be well informed and answer as many questions as I can and if I can't answer them I'll try to direct you to the person who can so um, as long as it's certification education I'll do my best so <laughs> something if <laughs> you
0: ask them about anything else and then yeah don't, don't. It's hit or miss sorry outside of that realm
2: yeah
0: ask questions is a great I think that's just a great life advice point to make I think yeah. you know it's so important to remember that one don't be afraid two don't assume mm-hmm. And three don't assume that you're you you got this all down pat because nine times out of ten yeah. none of us have anything unlocked
2: yeah, I mean, our, our parents i mean we're our parents told us, and you know we're 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 parents now, and we tell our kids ask questions, yep. you know so ask questions take take heed of your own advice, right?
1: That's what Brian's here for.
2: But only
0: certification questions. Only certification, only certification yeah, questions. That's it. Focus. <laughs> All right. Well, thank, thank you for joining you. us, Brian. It was lovely to have you here.
2: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And we look forward to having you again sometime. Uh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Great.
0: Thanks.
1: So Amanda Day is joining us, a 2010 graduate magna cum laude from the University of South Carolina. During college, Amanda worked in many facets of hospitality with highly regarded brands in hotels, resorts, retail, fitness, and spa sectors. She had the opportunity to work multiple seasons with a master's tournament in Augusta, Georgia, and her final undergraduate internship placed her at Old Town Club in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. After graduation and for the last eight years, Amanda has grown at Charlotte Country Club in Charlotte, North Carolina, from an event planner to an assistant manager and now clubhouse manager. In the last three years, she's helped pioneer CMA's Young Professionals, our Yopro efforts, and received five Club Foundation scholarships in her journey to achieve her CCM, which was accomplished in April 2018. First and foremost, congratulations, Amanda. Um, It's a great accomplishment. Um, So tell us a little bit about what having the CCM means to you. Thank you,
3: Melissa. Uh, You know, I would just say it was really completion and validation. as my bio reads, you know, I was a young hospitality student back in 2010. I was introduced to CMA um, at the age of 20, and basically, I got to see what um, the club management and the industry could do for you when you basically set out your course. Um, when you're making decisions come graduation, you are realistically deciding between a master's program or some sort of graduate degree because you just really want to continue your education. And so when I uh, stumbled upon CMAA in my very last internship, I was thrilled to find out, okay, there is this course, there's a CCM, there's um, something that I need to set my sights to. And so basically eight years ago when I wrote my annual goals in 2010, I started charting how I could sit for my CCM in spring of 2018 um as a professional member of six years and 300 credits and the whole laundry list of what um it would take to sit for your ccm and pass your ccm i charted it out eight years ago and um so there's a lot of validation that comes from um being able to pass that exam and pass it on the first go round it was um not an easy uh not an easy exam but um yeah, really, I, I was very proud just to stay true to my goals. Um, it wasn't something that was necessary for my growth at Charlotte Country Club. Um, it was something that I wanted to do for myself. Um, and to know that um, any, anyone out there, if I was sharing my, uh, my story with a student, you know that they could see themselves in my shoes um, in that six to eight years. Um, and, and know how their future could be formed by just setting those goals and, and staying true to the course.
1: So you talked about, you know, the the, the investment, the preparation, um, really the, the setting of your goals. So what do you think um, was really the most challenging part of that process?
3: You know, um, along the way, uh, my club and my team were very supportive, um, and I couldn't have done this without them, um, to provide the time and the resources for me to attend the BMI programs, the World Conferences, um, to really set me up for it. Um, I would say the most challenging part of the process was really when it it got down to that last year of when I knew I should be sitting for the CCM. It has been in my goals that April 2018 or spring 2018 was when I was going to sit for it. Um, It was really balancing um, the workload that I had, which we all have um, in the industry, but the workload that I have with the um, mindset that I'm going in, I'm going to sit for this exam, and I'm going to pass it. So... um, I would say the pressure I put on myself um, may have been probably the most challenging part. Um, Realistically, I told very, very few of my closest mentors that I was going to sit for the CCM exam. Um, That was something that was important to me. I really didn't want it to become a knowledge. um, And it was hard because to spend uh, the time and the balance of time between the workload um, that we all have and to dedicate the time at home and during your personal time to reading the book, to really uh, studying the material, that was something that uh, comes with that inner strength of I, I, I have a goal and I'm going to accomplish it. Um, but the pressure that I put on myself really meant that I wanted to tell very few people. Um, I was already in my head about taking a test, and so I, I told – five people um, that I was going to sit for that exam. And then when it got closer, within three months, I told my most immediate management team, because I didn't know if there is, um, what my studying habits needed to uh, encompass. But basically I just wanted them to know, um, you know, that I'm in, I'm in operations and I'm going to be there through the end of the day and um, let's do this all together. And then, by the way, you know, um, come April, there is an opportunity I'm going to sit for my CCM exam. And they were all so supportive. I think having the closest, most supportive people in your corner um, was critical. Uh, When I told those five people, all five gave me their own advice as to how they passed the exam. Everyone had their own way. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is uh, fun that, you know, one of my closest female mentors said she lost 15 pounds because she was so nervous studying for that exam. And, uh, and then one of my um, closest friends in this industry um, studies a completely different way. So you really have to stay true to yourself in knowing um, what's going to work for you. Um, and I knew as a nervous test taker, um, I, I'm i going to have my own way um, going into it. But basically, everyone wants to support you and they want to see you succeed. And so I was without any shortage of helpful hints and advice and materials that people would dropbox me um, for things I could read over and wrap my mind around more. Um, my support system was absolutely critical um, throughout this whole time. But then I, I really wanted to tell no one else. As soon as I tell one of my mentors, I, I basically said, but I'm not telling everybody. Um, only right. because I, I really just didn't want, um, in, my own, in my own way, I wanted to keep it um, my own goal. And I, I didn't want the added pressure because that was the most challenging part. I didn't want the added pressure of just, uh, you know, having to be too common knowledge for it.
1: So what advice would you uh, say to a manager starting out today, somebody new to the association, um, to start the path and, and to be successful?
3: You know, I would say just stay the course. Um, it should be in your goals that you set for your CCM. Um, my my current manager laughs at me. He says, you know, you hold yourself very accountable for the goals that you had 10 years ago. And it's so true. I I look back. I want to make that person proud. I want to make the person I am today proud. And um, so, you know, stay the course and, and keep it in writing uh, as part of your goals, if that's what you want to do. It got very real and scary when it was within three and then two and then one years on my goals um, in that personal column that, okay, not only have over the last eight years I've tallied my way down for how many credits I need to achieve and the courses I need to take, but now it's counting down to the time in which I would sit for this exam. And I wasn't going to let myself budge from spring 2018. Um, I basically said, you know, this is when I uh, put it down in the calendar. I did it, what, eight years ago. I'm going to do it. So um, knowing that within the year, um, most of my network said, you know, you need to study, you need to be picking up the books within a year. Um, and, and to really, that's your reading material. Um, I'm afraid... <laughs> April 2018 just fell after that holiday season, and most of us in the club industry um, know what that holiday season holds. Um, I said, okay, come January, I'm going to be hitting the books. I, I basically studied, um, well, a lot. I, I, I invested over 12 weeks of putting materials into Quizlet, which was my own way of studying. I, I couldn't help but um, figure a way to digitalize and to modernize the materials. Because a friend of mine who had just passed it in November 2017 sent me about 15 pounds of flashcards um, wow. in the mail. <laughs> Again, we all want to support each other. Right, we absolutely. Other, succeed. So um, he sent, uh, Jim Rice sent me 15 pounds of flashcards and then said, hey, I'm going to need those in three weeks because I want to share them with another friend. And so um, I thought, okay, what could I do to make this goal bigger than myself? And so I basically started um, writing everything verbatim from the book, every vocabulary word, every review question into Quizlet because I thought if, if um, you know I come out on the other side of this exam, win or lose, I would like to help um, everybody along the way. And I can't send flashcards. Um, I can't afford the postage, that <laughs> Jim Rice <Reiser> could. Um, <laughs> so i basically recalibrated my goal that i i can help others along with it and most of the time in my own way if i make the goal bigger than myself um i've i found that i can succeed if i make it bigger and more about others um it drives me more so um you know the advice i give to other ma- managers who are starting this path is you know not only did I set a very strict study schedule for myself. I involved very few, but the vital few through it. Um, I I reset my mind and just read. Um, I read the material. I started to apply the material. My management team would laugh because I'm talking about armchair theories and motivational theories, and I'm I'm applying it in daily life because I wanted um, to really let the material sink in, Um, but I also wanted to make sure I wasn't going to reinvent the material or talk myself into a whole different um, vocabulary lesson. So I, I really did my best to just reset and read, and it was every car ride, it was um, a lot of downtime. But um, most of all, when I went into the review course, um, I was prepared, and that was something that um, I know when I approached Brian in the room, you know, I said, okay, here we go, this is a big week ahead. Um, I, I'm nervous, but, you know, he was such a calming presence. i advise anyone to do the review course because all it does is really um, reset you to um, be able to take in that week, to process what the material is, to resurface that material in your head, and, and you know it going into it if you've prepared. Um, and, and you basically just can't get in your own way through that week. You stay true to your study style. Um, I'm not big on group Study sessions, um, so I, I really didn't do it, um, and it's and so you know I stayed true to my own style, and then um, basically the morning of the exam I tried to um, review one more time that time value of money, mm-hmm. and and I walked into the exam just knowing if I if I don't know everything I know enough, and I know enough to pass the CCM exam, and um, and I'm not going to let a random question derail me, um, so really, you know, just trust yourself in the process. Um, and and I, I couldn't have felt more supported come after the CCM exam. Um, and so it, it's been really, really rewarding just thinking of myself as, back in 2010, the student that I was, um, to be able to share with students now, um, you know, how far the club industry has really propelled me forward, um, you know, based on just knowing who I am and and what I want to contribute to the industry, um, it's been a very powerful uh, validation of um, a, just a major benchmark accomplishment that my mentors before me have um, done. So I, I'm thrilled to be a part of that CPM club.
1: That's awesome. I think you you know you, you captured that your mind, how important your mindset is, that preparation which we, Brian taught. We interviewed Brian yesterday for his insight, and he he provided the same. Um, that word kept coming up. So, you know, I hesitate to ask. Obviously, you're not done. There has to be another goal on paper. What's next for Amanda?
3: <laughs> you know, I am... Not
1: that you want to share that with 350 <laughs> listeners, but... <laughs> huh,
3: uh, Melissa, that wasn't on the paper. I to no, um, I would say um, I would like to make a bigger mark with uh, young professionals in my wildly important goals. So I'm down to three. I used to have a full page of goals. Um, and my wildly important goal is uh, to grow and to develop the influence of young professionals in CMAA has been a number one focus for me. Um, I love and admire what Kyle Dennings is doing uh, with CMA on propelling uh, and, and making a student's um, experience with CMA important. I think um, all too often when I think back to my, my personal one-time only experience with CMA as a student, um, I was... I was lucky to be um noticed in the room and to realize what CMA really could be about it's about that first name basis that you have with other managers and to see your future because you're connecting and you're networking and you're learning and you're growing and and everyone's doing the same Um, and everyone's rooting for each other Um, i got a very powerful experience when i was a student um, with CMA and i i wasn't able and fortunate enough to attend um everything as a student so when I got one summer conference out of being a student, um, it was it was life changing for me. So you know my bigger goal right now um, is to develop the influence of young professionals. Not only as a bridge for the students who are in the industry, but the same camaraderie I feel when I go to a BMI, which I'm kind of sad. I'm down to just a few left. Um,
1: <laughs> you can always I, re- repeat, I, yeah.
3: Thank you. Um, you know, I look forward to it. Um, I would say, you know, the camaraderie that I felt leaving my very first CMI. Um, I'm on a first name basis with friends across the country. Uh and how do I generate that amount of energy and excitement in my day to day experience with CMAA? Um, was all the reason why I was thrilled that CMAA is willing to consider young professionals as a platform within within CMAA. And so um to develop the influence and the uh, to build the foundation for uh, young professionals is definitely a wildly important goal of mine. and then i'm I'm so uh, inundated with um uh, just the daily challenge of how I can make um, management um in a millennial way um for club management and so um you know I look at my team and how can we uh, how can we embrace new age or just better trends for how to retain and um, grow a succession plan for a team that um, realistically the job market out there is so uh, flush and saturated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, how do we make our club an employer of choice um, when I, I am not ashamed to say we have the best we have the best team um, uh, in the country. And so, I I look to see how I can have an influence over the quality of life as a manager in the industry because most people um, who've put in their time and earned their stripes would say, oh, gosh, that was um, that was putting in a lot of um, uh, heartache and it was a lot of strife that you had in your journey to be a manager and to become a GM. And I don't want to lose the middle manager in this journey. Um, I, I think clubs can do an amazing job in positioning themselves as the obvious choice for someone who's really inspired um and so you know the young professional movement that you know we hope to begin doesn't even just encompass the students it encompasses those who are 32 to 40 and want um to make sure that the retention is there in the industry and so I look at my team as basically a a guinea pig of, you know, what can we do to really engage um, our team to continue to grow and learn and and just develop uh, meaningful friendships. Um, so, you know, those are two of my larger focuses um, written succinctly in my goals, but um, I I would say, you know, that, that's where my focus is. Um, when I thought about what having my CPM means to me um, and why I stumble on that very first question is, um while that was a personal goal of mine, my bigger and broader goals are about what we can do as um as examples in the industry and to just propel this
0: entire industry forward
3: um and i'm I'm grateful for the mentors i've had um who have helped me establish that broader vision um, for it so um and that's kind of where i end cap that.
1: that is awesome no i I think that we have a um, we'll definitely be talking more about member communities, and I hope you'll uh, join us again as a guest um, specifically on that topic. But I think, um, you know, those are big and audacious, and I, I think they're awesome, and they align so well with, I think, what CMA is doing and, and all of our uh, strategic planning. So thank you, and thank you for sharing with us that. It's awesome, and um, it's good, good to hear the perspective.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, and, and I'm so grateful for uh, the whole team um, at CMA. You guys look out for us um, every single day, and so you know, thank you, Melissa, for taking the time to reach out, and and Brian for you didn't hold my hand through that week, um, but I I know you were really coddling some others to get us through that exam, um, you know, and so I I couldn't appreciate all the efforts of everybody at CMA, um, really making us. Um, I feel special uh in this association. It's so unique for any other association.
1: You're so kind. Well thank you so much, Amanda, and we we appreciate everything in your time today. Alexandra is the Director of Member Events and Desk Operations at Congressional Country Club in Bethesda, Maryland, right down the road, (laughs) and her 2018 Idea Fair submission was a Blue Ribbon winner in the category of Employee Incentives.
0: Yeah, so we're pretty excited to talk to you about this today, Alex, because this is an idea that I really liked, and I mean, I wrote about it in the magazine um, as well, Um, but do you want to tell us a little bit about what the Team Walk Run Club is?
3: Sure. Yeah. So the idea kind of came to fruition. Um, Our fitness supervisor was kind of tasked with creating a 5k course for a member event. Um, And in turn, a lot of team members started to create a little bit of buzz around it and thought to themselves, okay, well, you know, as team members, we don't have the luxury of using our facilities, right? That's a Mm member-only spot. But is there a way for us to enjoy our beautiful property and also have a sidebar of camaraderie with our team and have the plus side of fitness? So could we translate the same concept um, in a way that would allow for the team to enjoy? And this kind of came to fruition. Uh, a couple weeks thereafter and we said, all right, well, why don't we meet at a time that no one's on the golf course? The numbers are barely even awake. So 6.30 a.m. Oh early, so wonderful. <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, and it became, it kind of caught on by buzz. It was something that people would talk about but then it would be really um, fun kind of Gentle pressure, if you know. <laughs> yeah. like oh, well, I'm doing it, and if I'm doing it, you should do it, and it kind of encouraged the team to start their day with you know fresh air in their lungs. Seeing we're, we're lucky enough to be able to walk across the, the two beautiful courses, um,
0: and that was kind of inspiring in and of a to start your day that way but then you know all the fitness benefits that come with starting your
3: day that way and it kind of has trickled into a trend and kind of a healthy a healthy trend that has allowed for the group to grow
0: um i don't want to go on too long no no you're good you're good i mean i love the idea that you're all each other's accountability buddies in this exactly <laughs> Um, so usually we ask about what the member feedback on something like this is, but obviously since this is an employee incentive, um, it seems like it's been a pretty positive outcome. Um, from Based on you know the idea that you presented in the Idea Fair, there have been more than 30 pounds in weight loss for the people that have participated and more than 100 miles run on the course. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, it's been really cool to see a lot of transformations with healthy lifestyle. And I think one of the things that you know, leaders and any team, regardless of the level in hospitality is we're faced with long hours Mm -hmm. and with long hours typically comes poor eating habits or choices just because, you know, we eat what we can, when we can, depending on what the day holds. And with that, you know, that's a lifestyle thing in and of itself. So if we can create habits that allow for us to perform better and feel better about those choices, um, I think this is something that goes right into that theme.
0: For sure. For sure. Were there any um, challenges? I mean, you talked a little bit about why you have to do it so early in the morning, um, because that's when members and like any sane humans aren't awake and functioning. (laughs) But were there any other challenges to getting this sort of um, up and rolling?
3: you know, you want to be where your friends or the, the people that you are on the same team with are. So it was a little bit challenging because it was certain, you know, groups like some of the fitness team would go and then, you know, some of the golf team might participate and kind of getting everyone to buy into it across mm-hmm. the entire team. You know, in season, we have over 500 team members at the club. So that's a lot of people that have the potential in you know, kind of being a part of this. Um, Now, as we enter into the fall, our, what we call TME, team member engagement, we kind of stray from the typical HR concept. Mm -hmm. Um, But we just uh, sent something out in what we call our Congo Press. And our walk club has shifted to Wednesdays from 9.30 to 10 o'clock. So it's a little bit later, typically after a lot of shifts have started. Mm -hmm. And the concept is now kind of morphing into take your 30 break, 30 minute break with us sure um, so instead of you know eating a meal per se if you're at the club super early or you're staying super late or you're starting your day at 9:30 that's an awesome way to do it um, And then that has also trickled into uh, we've had a lot of team members participate. Um, in a lot of different runs, marathons, start training, find a passion for it. So the Marine Corps 10K is coming up in October and Congressional is helping supplement that registration fee if they participate.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. That's, really, cool. that's yeah. really great. Melissa and I are both runners, so we know the burden <laughs> that entry <laughs> the race fees yeah. are.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it's expensive. It, it it's hard. But, then, but once you hit that submit button and you're registered, you're, from a financial standpoint, committed, com- but it's even more as a team. So we've had a lot of team members do it together, and then on, in turn, they'll kind of hold each other accountable, like we talked about, mm-hmm. participating. Because usually if it's just you know, myself registering and I don't know anyone doing it, and I don't tell anyone, it's really easy to for just one person to, to not know. do it. <laughs> yeah, and not do it. So it's, it's, it kind of works out both ways
0: definitely and so I mean I guess that also kind of covers our last question which was about unexpected outcomes or unintended consequences it seems like this has grown from an idea that was hey let's just get out and exercise in the morning to we're building healthy life habits um, for our staff and uh, I think we all are pretty aware of how important that is for not just your um, well-being and morale in the workplace but in life overall absolutely Awesome. Well, that's it. Melissa, do you have any other questions? No, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Short and and, painless.
3: uh, (laughs) It was a pleasure.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you, (laughs) Alex. It's always good to talk to you. that wraps it up for us for this month thank you for listening as always we love hearing your feedback and any ideas you may have for future episodes we're in the process of planning out the next couple so if you have a great idea shoot it our way please 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 and if you have any reviews of our podcast we'd love to hear them